Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Our guest today is Deborah Yedlin. She's been immersed in local, national, and international business and politics for more than two decades as a writer and TV and radio commentator. Deborah has lived in Calgary for over 20 years, is the current chancellor of the University of Calgary, and was appointed as the president and CEO of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce in July. She joins us today to discuss what's next for Calgary. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Morning. Hello, David. Good morning, Tara. Uh, great to be with you again. Uh, good morning, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. And you? I'm doing very well. And you know, I want to kind of jump start, uh, jump straight into the first question. As Tara mentioned, you were kind of appointed as CEO and president of the chamber uh, six months ago, about six months ago, July 2021, which is a perfect time to during COVID to get a new position like this. <laughs> so. <laughs> What did you find as the biggest challenge, both for the chamber and for you as a CEO, following two or three back-to-back COVID-19 lockdowns? So, you know, the biggest challenge is really our supporting our business, uh, our businesses in Calgary and making sure that what their needs are, are being properly reflected to all levels of government. And, you know, stepping in in July, there was a bit of a lull. We thought that we were coming through that wave and would be able to continue the momentum forward to opening. And, of course, that's not what happened. And so we continue to have the issues that we've been talking about, whether it's, you know, finding talent, the need for vaccinations to increase. You know, we were very, very uh, deliberate in our advocacy on the vaccine passport, and we were very happy to see that be put in place because we knew that without the vaccine passport, uh, we would not be able to open up at capacity and with certainty. And, of course, we just, we're still not where we need to be or we'd like to be, but at least there's a mechanism that is, is, is in place to protect, um, to protect workers and uh, help keep our businesses open. So even pre-COVID, Calgary's economy had been suffering for a number of reasons. So as we slowly start to see the light and uh, businesses are opening back up again, what are the priorities for the Chamber to help business? Well, the priorities really are we want to, we're very, very committed to ensuring the downtown revitalization plan uh, continues to, to, to uh, be followed through on because we see that as being able to restore the tax base of Calgary to really make Calgary's uh, a more vibrant city. And we want to see a lot of those different pieces come together so that we can have a vibrant city that is not just the old industrial model of attracting people during the day to work and then, you know, having them all go back into mm-hmm. the into the suburbs. Because, you know, we don't need that downtown needs to be a neighborhood where people come, they participate, they live, they work. It's, it's, it has to be a mix of activity. And right now, you know, for years, that's, that's absolutely not been the case. So we're very focused on that. We really want to see the um, office vacancy issue addressed in a constructive way. We'd like to see the property tax issue uh, rebalanced further than where it is from right now in terms of the, the burden on, uh, on businesses outside the downtown core. And uh, we just want to see that talent attra- attraction um, strategy continue as well. I mean, we have a lot of really interesting opportunities in Calgary, but we also need to, uh, to make sure that we've got the talent 
because uh, otherwise we won't be able to diversify the economy the way we need to. So that's another focus for us as well. You know, uh, you mentioned in your uh, previous answer two things, advocacy and different levels of government. If for the listeners that don't know much about the chamber, are you an advocacy, advocating company uh, organization or are you a lobbying organization? No, we're not a lobbying organization. We are, first of all, we are, we are funded, uh, we're an independent, apolitical organization funded by our members. And what we do is we respond to the needs of our membership. And our membership has been telling us that, you know, everything from, we were also very much uh, um, out in front of the issue to have the provincial government sign on to the national child care strategy so that we could make daycare, uh, child care rates more affordable in Alberta because they've been very high. Uh, so we listen to what our members need and then we, underst- we understand how we need to talk to various levels of government so they can contextualize why it's important and, and also understand, you know, the time frame in which they need to respond. I want to stay with the uh, local level of government. The, the city of Calgary Council and the municipal uh, and, and the property tax that you mentioned. It's probably known for to the business community that Calgary has the highest ratio between residential and non-residential. How are you uh, or the chamber is going to address this with the, with the new current council to try and bring it down a little bit so businesses can survive in a better way? We've been having those conversations throughout. We've also, you know, it was when we um, when uh, we knew the municipal election was, you know, on the horizon. We had a platform that we uh, we just we we launched, and one of them was the fact that we needed to rebalance that tax burden. And we've had conversations with the mayor since that time, and the mayor's, uh, you know, understands what the issues are, and that we need to be competitive from a tax standpoint in order to attract businesses to the city and also to downtown. Well, well. I guess they understand, but what are they doing? Is there well, any is shift? Any because the, before the election, they talked about shifting from the, some of the burden from non-residential to residential. But usually, after election, they forget some of the things they kind of talked about before the election. And we're going to a new year, and everybody is trying to get out of COVID. And what what can we do uh, to support the chamber and in? in I will use that we're lobbying council to change it. Well, I think, you know, we have to continue to, to ensure that it, it remains on the council agenda. And for people who are business owners, business operators, they need to be uh, making sure that their councillors understand what the needs are and what they think is feasible. Certainly, we've had, like I said, we've had those conversations with the mayor, and I would say that the mayor understands the need to continue to progress along the, you know, rebalancing the, the tax burden. And, of course, the council will be entering deliberations for the upcoming budget, and uh, that will be on the agenda. I think it's, it's too early to say that they haven't done anything because they've been in office. They were sworn into office in October, and uh, we're still de- dealing with the issues of a pandemic as well as other things that, are, that they have to look at. So this isn't going away. And it's something that the chamber, you know, when we have meetings with councillors, we make sure that we raise it as well as, as one of the point, points that we want to discuss. We're with Deborah Yedlin, Chancellor of U of C and President and CEO of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. So we still have a 
uh, about two and a half minutes before our first break, Deborah, um, and we do have some things to work on, of course, as every city does, but I also see you posting a lot of positive information. I follow you on Twitter, and you've got lots of great info coming out about companies choosing to invest in Calgary. So why are they choosing to come to Calgary? Why here? Well, I think there's a number of things. One is that we do have a very educated uh, workforce. We have uh, the highest per capita white collar educated workforce in the country. And so those skills that may have been applied in the energy sector can now pivot to be working in other industries and other sectors. We have, as we know, a very competitive cost of living. We do, Alberta has a low tax rate, so that's also something that uh, businesses are interested in. And people are seeing Calgary as a place where they can uh, establish an office if they are a subsidiary of a larger company and explore what else they can do uh, in terms of expanding their business. I think it's it's fantastic that the, skip, the folks that skip, started Skip the Dishes come here to start up uh, Neo Financial, which has Silicon Valley backing. Uh, we are seeing emphasis and emphasis, you know, attracted by the talent that we have and also the connections to the university. And I just want to mention, I think these are a couple of really interesting things. First of all, never, uh, never underestimate the importance of a post-secondary institution and a research university on a city. The University of Calgary's economic impact in Calgary is about $60 billion a year. So that's not a small part of Calgary's economy. And the university was just uh, ranked top five as a research institution in Canada. It's the youngest university to reach that number, that top five ranking. And it also has, it it is, and it's also outpaced um, University of Toronto and Waterloo in terms of the number of startups it has generated. And so when you start to look at all those different pieces, there's a lot of really interesting things happening. And then in addition to that, we have a cohort of, of uh, people who were in the energy sector who have retired but now are working as angel investors and mentors to these new startups that, are, that have uh, started to pop up in, uh, in Calgary as well. So there's a really interesting network that is really strongly rooted to support that economic growth and diversification. Our guest today is Deborah Yadlin, Chancellor of UFC and President and CEO of Calgary Chamber of Commerce. De- uh, Deborah, we need to take a short break for the commercials. You know, someone has to uh, help sponsor this uh, show. And we will be back with you immediately following the commercials. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs. Embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. And we're back with Deborah Yadlin, Chancellor of UFC and President and CEO of Chal- Calgary Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Deborah, before uh, we went to the commercial, you mentioned the UFC and the contribution UFC brings to Calgary's economy. And the question I have for you as a Chancellor is, how do we keep this talent in Calgary? How do we keep all those graduates uh, in Calgary helping us uh, grow the economy and grow the city and become a vibrant city? Well, we have to offer them opportunities, but we also have to make sure that the immigration prog- process is as 
seamless for them as possible once they finish their studies. And certainly we have, you know, Alberta government has moved forward with some of those initiatives, which are really important. And I think at the end of the day, what we have to look at is how do we make sure that if they're interested in staying here and using their knowledge that they've gained at the University of Calgary, that we can make that happen and it's not a cumbersome process. So I think that's one of the pieces that we have to really think about deliberately. And maybe one of the things that we have to do a little better at is the work integrated learning piece so that the students have an opportunity to connect with companies during their studies and that's how they build a connection to the city and then when they are finishing their studies they actually have an understanding of what they may want to do they've already made the connection in the business community and it's easier for them to identify how they want to stay and why they want to stay. Um, does UFC have an incubator program for new uh, companies, new startups? So the UFC, it does, actually. There's two really interesting, uh, well, there's a number of different initiatives at the University of Calgary. One is the Hunter Hub for Entrepreneurial Thinking, where students on campus are, it's a node for students on campus to come together and think about some of the ideas they may have and see if they're viable in terms of um, forming a company and, and, and going ahead with a startup. We also have uh, Creative Destruction Labs Rockies, which has three separate streams, and it has it's focused on energy, it's focused on prime, the prime stream is, is, is healthcare and more broad technology, software ideas, and then the third piece is agriculture. So everything from ag tech to science, et cetera. And so those three streams, the, the CDL program is um, eight months long. It involves the university, it involves mentors, it involves, it involves investors, And um, it's, it's a very interesting program because the companies are supported through the eight months. They're given advice, and most of the time they're able to come out with some financial backing to continue to, to pursue their business plans. And then there's Innovate Calgary, which is also part of the University of Calgary, and it also supports startups. And we also have a very interesting fund structure. It's called UCEED. And it invests in startups out of the university. And there's an energy use seed fund. There's a healthcare fund. Uh, and we're looking at other. And there's also one for social entrepreneurship. So there's mm. a number of different things going on at the university to support startups. And uh, it's actually quite interesting in terms of what's come through already. My oldest daughter is in her last year of university. She's not at U of C, but one thing that she and her friends and I chat a lot about is the lack of critical thought that is mm -hmm. encouraged at, at the university level. That and what they find challenging is how many professors don't have experience in what they're teaching the students, like real life experience that they're yeah. able to translate over. So I'm just wondering about your thoughts on that and whether or not that's something UFC is focused on. Well, I, you know, the UFC has deliberately looked at the importance of entrepreneurial thinking and critical thinking as a way to support students throughout their uh, university uh, journey so that they come out with a broad toolkit that is not necessarily siloed. 
And that comes with challenging students, and that comes with, we call it transdisciplinary learning that captures uh, and exposes students to other disciplines across campus so that you're not sitting in one in one faculty taking courses from that one faculty, that you can expand your horizons. And that encourages critical thinking and really is important, I think, as we go forward because the student of today is different than the student that I was you know, 40 years ago, you have to have so many different skills because your world's going to be changing so quickly. You have to be able to pivot. And so, you know, there's a lot of arguments now that you need to have that quote-unquote liberal, liberal arts renaissance education to be positioned to deal with the, uh, with the changing uh, economic forces that we are bound to face in the next, you know, the coming generation. Mm-hmm. And what about the profs, um, just in terms of their having the experience in what it is that they're teaching the students? That is, uh, that's an old conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it is an old conversation. You know, I, yeah. I grew up in an academic family. My mother was a professor of history. Uh, so, you know, it depends on what discipline you're talking about. I think if you're looking at the business side of, if you're studying business, of course, you want to have a professor that has an understanding of how the business how business works, what the capital mm-hmm. markets do, what it feels like to risk capital, but I think that's always been an issue. You know, doesn't matter. This is this is something we've talked about for 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 decades, and uh, it just depends on the professor really and how committed they are to making sure that what they're doing is current, that it's informed by current practice, and that they have connections into whatever discipline they're teaching outside the university, so they understand that what they're teaching their students is relevant. Well, we're chatting this morning with Deborah Yadlin, Chancellor of UFC and President and CEO of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. And Deborah, I want to bring you back to the chamber. Um, you know, every economy is built from a lot of small businesses, then mid-sized businesses and the big businesses. How does the chamber support? Let's talk about the small and the mid-sized businesses. So, you know, you're, you're right. 95% of Calgary's businesses are small, small and medium-sized businesses. And what we do is we listen to their needs. So, for example, uh, whether they, you know, one of the things that we were advocating for were supports for companies in order to be able to sign on to the, the, uh, the uh, vaccination certification that was put in place because there were some technology upgrades that some people needed to do. So that was, that's one piece that we've done. We have been very, you know, as you, as I've said, been very vocal on the tax piece. We're also being very um, um, forthcoming on the issue of talent. Uh, this is something that small and medium sized businesses are dealing with constantly. How do we attract talent? How do we keep them? And from a chamber perspective, you know, there are ways that we can support businesses one thing that employees really need, they would like, especially in smaller enterprises, is the ability to have benefits. And we have a, a mechanism whereby people, companies can sign on to the chamber and they can access a, a, an aggregate uh, benefit plan that their employees can, can, can utilize. I think that's something, when you think about employee attraction and retention, especially as small and medium-sized businesses, people want benefits and, and of course, employee employers want to be able to access those in a way that's cost-effective. So that's something... That, uh, that we offer our members, and we have members that definitely take advantage of, of that option. I'd like to switch gears into leadership. You hold two very senior leadership positions as the Chancellor at UFC and President, CEO of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce. How would you define an extraordinary leader? An, or, an extraordinary leader is somebody who inspires others, who enables others to reach their potential. And I, you know, you use that wolf analogy where you're leading from behind. You set your vision. You have people around you who understand what that vision is and realize 
realize that it has, you know, that that they they they, they believe in what you're what you where you want to go. But you have to be authentic. It's it's people make mistakes. Leaders have to recognize that they are fallible, and there are times when they have to backtrack and say that didn't work. It's okay. We have to show up as our best selves every day and be be very forthcoming in terms of who we are. Mental health conversations are very important. Work-life balance are very important. And I just wanted to go back to what David said about how we support our members. We also hold workshops. We also hold um, programs that, that address some of the very specific issues that uh, that businesses face. Everything from peer mentoring to, you know, um, having sessions that address the issues that women face in the workplace and how to overcome some of those barriers. But I think, you know, Tara, just back to your comment, um, there's no magic to being a leader. It's something you have to really recognize what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, not be afraid to ask for help, and to really build a team and and empower that team to do what they need to do. Give us your vision for 2022 for Calgary's economy and the business world. Unfortunately, I think we can see higher interest rates. That's, that's, off, that's off the table. I mean, that's, that's a given at this point. But I think what we, this, the Calgary we see now and the Calgary we will see at the end of the year is going to be very different. We are going to continue to see companies coming to Calgary, setting up offices. We're going to see growth and diversification of the economic um, fabric of the city. I do think we're going to start to see more people coming into Calgary to take advantage of the business opportunities. I also think we'll probably see more of the digital nomad coming to live in Calgary but work for companies not based here because they like the quality of life and they'd like to they like to be in a city of this size. I think we're going to see a very interesting energy sector emerge in the next in the next year as we really mm-hmm. commit to the energy transition. I think that's one of the most exciting parts of where Calgary's going. We have the Energy Transition Center that's based at the Ampersand. We have energy accelerators that have started to be established. And we have the Pathways to Net Zero Initiative that's been announced by the uh, six largest oil sands producers. This is a very exciting city to be in. And where we are now versus where we will be in 10 months is going to be something even more exciting. I think Calgary is really positioned to have a good year once we get through this next this current wave of COVID. I like your vision, Deborah. That sounds like a good vision. Thank you, Deborah, for being our guest. As mentioned, our guest today was Deborah Yadlin, Chancellor of UFC and President and CEO of the Calgary Chamber of Commerce with a great vision for our city. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.